It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip-top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for Saturday, November the 10th where we are directly broadcasting to you today from the ice planet of Hoth. Wow, it is nasty and cold out there. I thought last night I might have lost it for a second or two in the Arctic Circle that was Huntsville, Missouri, but we're here. We've got it all wrapped up for you here this morning. We're going to talk about a busy night of football and of volleyball last night. We're going to look back at a huge basketball win, and we're going to look forward the goings-on of a huge Saturday in playoff action all over the next half hour. That's what we do right here on the Saturday Morning Ticket. Two great guests for you. Norman Rodriguez, the head coach of the John Wood women's basketball team, is going to join us in the aftermath of Tuesday's monster win over Division I Juco Power, Moberly Area Community College. Huge win for the Blazers, who are off to a 2-0 start. And then we're going to wrap up the proceedings last night from a big win from the Hannibal Pirates in district play, a district championship win over Zumwalt East in the what what frozen tundra of St. Peter's last night, all over the next half hour. But let me give you the breakdown of what's what transpired on a very busy Friday night. We're going to start with state championship volleyball last night up in Cedar Rapids. Holy Trinity's quest for a state title was dashed by Janesville. And this is the fourth straight state title for Janesville. They are absolutely the deal and absolutely a monster as they ran through the Crusaders three games to none. Holy Trinity falls 16-25, 14-25, 22-25 to finish their season at 37-4. and Great season for Melissa Friesmeyer and the girls. In fact, Emily Box and Aaron Anderson were both named to the Class 1A All-Tournament team. But again, second place. That is the third time Holy Trinity has taken second place. So that's an awfully great accomplishment for that powerhouse program as Holy Trinity. Uh, congratulations, but the run is over, and Janesville for the fourth straight year is a state champion. All right, on to football now. Last night, Class 4, District 4 in St. Peter's. Hannibal weathers the storm late in this game and beats Zumwalt East 48-34 to to punch their ticket into the state quarterfinals. Mark St. Clair's team had a 26-13 lead, watched it evaporate in a hurry, and came all the way back to score the last three touchdowns of the game in what turned out to be a 48-34 victory. The Pirates will advance on to take on the winner of either MICDS or Hazelwood East. That game is being contested today, so we'll know better tonight what the lay of the land is. But I believe in either instance, and we'll clarify this with Mark St. Clair in a few minutes, I believe in either instance Hannibal is home for the playoffs next week. So if you're looking for something fun to do on Saturday, that would be a fantastic place to be over at beautiful Porter Stadium. Caden Morgan with a pick-six interception last night. Gabe Worthington, three rushing touchdowns to help fuel the way. Again, Hannibal is cruising nicely and playing its way into the Elite Eight. Class 2, District 6, the District of Death, shocking result last night at Lankford Field as Monroe City becomes the second straight shutout victory, or victim, I should say, of Clark County. Clark County wins last night 20 to nothing after taking down Palmyra a week ago. Clark County avenges an earlier loss to Monroe City, a big loss, and does it very, very handily. Caleb Lapsley, sort of the hero last night, 24 carries, 154 yards, and a touchdown. But bigger than that, he threw a 30-yard touchdown pass on a halfback option to Dalton, Al- to Dalton Albert that kind of broke the game open in the first half, made it a 14 nothing lead. The Indians also on defense just... Ridiculous last night, forcing five turnovers, four fumbles in the process. 
And, man, did they make a statement last night. Clark County on to the Elite Eight. They will host Blair Oaks, who has been an absolute monster this year. Number one team in the state. Offensive juggernaut who put up 42 points in the first half alone over South Callaway in a 49-2 victory. That is going to be a very tall order for the Indians this week. But, again, they'll be at home on Saturday with a chance to play their way back to the Final Four. The Class 2 route is no joke. Likely Lutheran North after that. But you know what? You play them, you take your shot, you try to be Buster Douglas, and you see if you can pull off the upset, and that's exactly what the Indians will do. That was the good news in football last night. The bad news came to us from Huntsville, where in a really ugly, snow-covered, I don't even know what you want to call it, old-school affair, South Shelby loses to West Tran 31-8 last night. Only touchdown of the game came from Brock Wood, who finally broke one free from 93 yards away, but it was just really tough sledding. Uh, my feet were caked in snow and mud and water just standing on the sidelines. Uh, again, that field was not in great condition last night. Really tough to find any traction. South Shelby's high-powered offense did not last night. But with just three seniors on the roster and just 21 varsity players to start the season, who would have thought Rob Wilt's team would have ended up there? Great run for South Shelby, but it comes to an end last night. 31-8. to Let's talk some basketball last night. Got a chance to go over to Kirksville for the opener for Quincy University and watch the Hawks beat Cedarville in the GLVC GMAC crossover 69-53. to Marcus Hinton with 19 points last night, but it was a very balanced affair and a much better second half for the Hawks, who after some turnovers, some ugly, whatever you expect of November basketball, kind of typical in the first half, kind of pulled their act together. Ryan Hillenthal's team looked good in the first half. They've got a big game today with Finley back at Kirksville at 1 o'clock today, which will kind of tell them where they're at in the process. But obviously a very good start for the Hawks yesterday. Also a really good start to the season for John Wood as they get a victory last night over Johnson County in the JWCC Classic last night. Uh, 80-76 to was your final story in that game. Corey Miller, the Unity product, a career-high 39 points, 20 in the first half, 19 in the second half. Nobody could stop him. He's a ridiculous athlete, and he made it fun last night. Eric Easter punctuates things with a huge dunk at the end, and John Wood is now 2-1 and one on the season. They did lose to a really good Division One Moberly Area Community College on Tuesday, but they have looked really good out of the gate. Brad Hoyt's team has a lot to offer, and you've got a chance to see them at 3 o'clock this afternoon as they will continue their classic against Southeast Nebraska over at Mountain Dew Court. Also last night, Culver Stockton continues its win streak for Aaron Hill, beating Weber International 87-74 to was your final. Thaddeus Newby with 22 points in the victory there. Mike Johnson added another 24. He's been on fire to start the season. And in women's college basketball last night, it was Quincy University falling in uh, Ohio last night to Ohio Dominican, 64-61 in the GLVC GMAC women's crossover. Maggie Spagnola had 26 points. The Pratt Akiakuk, Taylor Hickey, had 10. But again, just quite short for the Lady Hawks today. Uh, okay, so the rest of the schedule for your Saturday is a really good one. It's a sparse schedule, but it's an important one. And obviously, at the top of the header today, we've got a state quarterfinal game between two WIVC powers Camp Point Central and Concord Triopia, as Triopia tries to avenge a Week 4 loss to the Panthers. I believe that was a 31-point spread at 38-7 to the first time around. Concord Triopia playing much better football. I know it's going to be a little chilly out there today, but certainly worth the trip over to Camp Point to watch some great football, as one of our WIVC powers is guaranteed a spot in the Final Four, likely next week against Argenta Oriana. 
Obviously, that's a huge task, but one of those teams is going to have a shot, so certainly some fun football on tap today. Also, home football on tap for the Quincy University Hawks as they wrap up their season at home today at 1 o'clock. As I mentioned, men's basketball over at Kirksville, if you're so inclined to travel the highways and byways of Highway 6. And again, the John Wood Classic back at home as well. Plenty to watch today. Go out and enjoy the local sports because there's plenty to keep you warm on this chilly Saturday. And when we come back, we'll talk a little women's basketball with great Norm Rodriguez. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on WTAD. Better bed, less money. Sleep Tight, 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Once again, here's Chris Dewar. And welcome back, everybody. We are talking John Wood women's basketball, and what a time to be talking it, because it was a heck of a week for Norman Rodriguez and the Lady Blazers. Huge win on Tuesday night over at Moberly Area Community College. Went over a Division One program. And, Norman, I know you guys started slow last season. This has to be a wonderful change of the paradigm and a way to start a season. Well, I'm real happy for the sophomores. They put in a lot of hard work as freshmen. We put in two uh, new things, new offense, and a new defense, and it took them a while to, uh, to to get in the flow with both of those. And they worked really hard to do that, and I and I think that's carried over this year. And they're seeing some fruits of their labor, so I'm really happy for them. You were up almost 20 at the half, I think. How, what I mean, what's the what's the take when everything comes together that well in a scenario where you're not favored, let alone favored to be up by that kind of margin? Uh, we just, I mean, we just got a group group kids. You know, it's a good mix of kids from the area and the kids from outside the area. We got good chemistry. Uh, we've been working a lot on on positive culture in the preseason, and the girls are really bought into that. Uh, and they just they just they just band together, and they just uh, they just stay focused on on helping each other get better. Uh, no matter what the score is, no matter who the opponent is, our, our focus is on us and our culture. And I got to give them a lot of props for for buying into that. You've had a pretty darn good eye for recruiting, and I know Kelsey Dishman had a big game, and obviously anybody who follows Illinois basketball knew who she was. I'm going to do my best with a couple of years of Cyrillic way back in the day. Vanessa Gadjasova, was I anywhere close on this huge game and a huge ad for you as well? What do, what do those two young ladies who obviously shined over at Moberly kind of bring to the program? Well, uh, Kelsey brings a lot of, of athleticism and uh, a lot of ability to play both inside and outside. Uh, she played inside for her, uh, for her high school in Avon, Indiana, which is a big school. But she also, for her AU team, played outside. So I saw the capability of her possibly being able to do that uh, on a more consistent basis. And then Vanessa was just a, an, an under-the-radar kind of kid from over in Slovakia. She was overshadowed by a lot of kids that are on her Slovakian team, ones that uh, – One's at Georgetown, and another one uh, I believe has had offers from a lot of Power Five schools, and and she just was one that was there that I thought could do a lot, but again was overshadowed. Obviously, you have some great locals as well, and I know Madison McCabe and Chelsea Wood are both off to great starts as well. Those are high character kids, and I know you look for that. Oh, uh, you have to. That's our culture, you know. Uh, you know, love, care, serve. That's what we. That's what we kind of do. Uh, and you got to find kids who are from uh, communities uh, that in, 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 embold that and uh, embrace that. And uh, and I think all the kids we have, they're they're great representatives from their communities, whether it be uh, Memphis, whether it be Knox County, whether it be Camp Point, whether it be Unity. 
I think we've got, or even Quincy, and we got a good group of kids that really represent uh, their families and their towns and their schools really well. So you've got a pair of games today over at Mineral Area. Um, just from your standpoint, when you have a little bit of forward momentum, uh, you know, what's the what's the goal today to try to spin that forward, obviously? Well, our goal is always just to get 1% better. That's what we focus on. We don't focus on anything else. It's just what can we get 1% better at uh, every time we come to practice and uh, every time we go to a game. Each girl has – a, uh, a sheet in their binder about their two strengths that they want to maintain, about their two weaknesses they want to turn into strengths. And we always evaluate after every practice, how are we getting 1% better on those, on those uh, weaknesses? How are we doing 1% better at maintaining those strengths? And our focus is just always, you know, what are we doing to get to the team, to get each other, and to get ourselves 1% better? Our plan is to focus if we can make each other better, We'll get uh, individually. We'll get better as a result. What's the outlier of this team, Norman, in the way that it's constructed from a basketball standpoint? Oh boy, I can't. I mean, I think it's really too early to tell. I I've been telling everybody that we have a chance to be better than what we were the second half la- last year. Uh, but it just all depends on on how all that uh, tends to come together as we as we go through. We're still a work in pro- progress. We've had some more success, but. We still have some things we have to tweak and we have to get better at. But you do have numbers you can throw at people this year, and that, that's a nice luxury. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of kids that can do a lot of different things. I mean, we, we just now, uh, like, for example, Haley Hickerson, who was with volleyball and is just now back, and we're trying to get her back up to speed because, you know, she's a, uh, she's a long-range threat, you know, as is, uh, as is Katie Connery, you know, and to get them into the flow of things, uh, a little bit more consistent basis gives us more outside weapons than uh, than just uh, you know Kelsey and Vanessa and uh, Elena and uh, and Maddie Kay. Obviously, when you talk about Miss Wood, you're talking about somebody who's a heck of an athlete, and and you talked a little bit earlier about homegrown talent. I mean, she certainly affects the way that you can rebound as well, which was something I know that when you were in the recruiting process, you certainly looked at. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to look at kids who are not only good kids, but not only high-character kids, but you have to look at kids who have the potential uh, to play. Like, she was a back-to-the-basket kid, maybe a stretch four, and she's improved her, her outside game uh, to the point where she could play a stretch four. I mean, she's got several Division two schools and a host of all other schools uh, looking at her. But, you know, but, but she's that kind of kid that's worked hard to make everybody else better and in the process has made herself has uh, made herself better, you know, and, and she started off the season really nice. I mean, she's had double-doubles in both of our games so far, so that's a great way to start off a season. Uh, last one for you, Norman. Who do you have today over at Mineral Area? And, and, and kind of give us the lay of the land and the break of what you're looking at for this afternoon. Well, we have uh, we have John A. Logan today, and then we have Neosho out of Kansas tomorrow. Okay. Uh, John A. Logan is going to be uh, somewhat just like, uh, just like Mobley, uh, very athletic. Uh, very much uh, take you off the off the dribble is what they're looking to do. Um, they've got a kid that uh, that's a really 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 good three point shooter. She can shoot from uh, behind. She can stop behind a screen and shoot a three. They they'll do a lot of dribble drive and leave her in the corner. So if you overhelp, they'll kick to her and uh, and she will hit that shot. They uh, they rely on her athleticism to uh, to get rebounds and score off of uh, off of second chances. Uh, 
because they're because they are just uh, long and and, uh, and 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 lanky and, and athletic. Well, keep the good start going, my friend, and congratulations on a big week. And I hope you can spin it forward, Norman. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate uh, everything that you do, not just for us, but for all the local athletes uh, in the area. You just do a great job. You always have been. And talk about leaving a legacy, man. You're going to leave one that's going to be hard to fill for years to come. Well, you're very, very kind, Norman. Again, safe travels today, and we'll see you up the road. When we come back, we're going to talk some football with Mark St. Clair. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. Our good friend Mark St. Clair has travel plans today, and that's a very good sign indeed because that means the Hannibal Pirates are still alive and kicking. District champs and state quarterfinalists, and Mark, last night, I think if there were any questions about your team's chin, you answered it. You watched a 26-13 lead evaporate in a hurry, and your kids responded when they were down one huge. You've got to be incredibly proud of the way they bounce back. No, absolutely. They uh they're resilient, if nothing else. We've we've responded to so many things this year. Last night, it was a back and forth, and they had to do it several times. I know people see 34 points given up, but I thought that was a really good defensive effort from you last night against a really potent quarterback and offensive team in Zumwalt East. And I thought your secondary particularly stood out last night and kind of bowed its neck a little bit. Those kids haven't gotten a lot of credit, but Desi and Caden Morgan and the way they stepped up last night was huge for you. Absolutely, they uh, we got two two big interceptions start the second half. Des uh, made an interception uh, on their first play, um, and, and that really kind of helped us out big time. Obviously, uh, but you know our secondary was, was stood in there against a pretty good quarterback. This kid could play, and and uh, we knew they'd get their yards, but uh, you know we just had to not not give up the big plays and, and you know we, we pretty much succeeded with that but we knew we'd give up some points we just had to make sure it wasn't uh, in droves it was such a weird atmosphere last night with the weather and everything that came into it and yet it it felt like a football playoff game the way a football playoff game should feel last night and i thought gabe worthington who has continued to i mean i talked to you this week about the maturation of will whitaker gabe worthington's in that same boat as a young man and as a quarterback and as a leader he's come a ton for you after three touchdowns last night oh very much so you know you look at last year and he had his struggles at times and and uh, you could just see him kind of learning the game as we went along through the season. And this year, you know, he's really studied the game. Uh, he sees the field so much better. Uh, he's a tremendous leader on the field. And, and yeah, I, I think, uh, in my opinion, he, he took the game over uh, late in the game. You know, he started running some option, and you know, he pulled on some option. He made some key throws uh, throughout the game. So, you know, he, he's very much our leader on the offensive side. From your standpoint, and I know you were excited when the redistricting came out, and you were finally given a new path into the postseason. I know this wasn't any sign of disrespect to St. Louis, but is it good just to see different teams and not be be stuck on that same postseason grind that that you were in the districts last year and the last couple of years? Yeah, that uh, that's what I said as soon as it came out. At least we're playing somebody different. You know, so far in the playoffs, we played three schools. Uh, you know. That, that we didn't play in a season, and that hadn't happened for years. You know, for several years there, we'd play somebody, and you know, during the season, and maybe late in the season, and turn around and play them two or three weeks later. It, uh, it it's just nice to go down and see somebody different, and uh, you know, it was a great atmosphere last night down there at St. Louis. 
you know, two teams, uh, very well coached uh, teams from Fort Zumo East that I thought gave tremendous effort. And, uh, you know, it, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a playoff atmosphere. It was a tremendous high school game. Uh, for your standpoint, what's next? We know we're going Saturday next week, but obviously you're going to be taking a look today at Hazelwood East and at MICDS, and we'll we'll get the outcome of that. But those are two traditionally very strong football programs, and you know you're going to have your hands full either way. I know you haven't got a chance to see them yet, but I know there is at least a little bit of advanced scouting information. Um, it's going to be a tough task either way, isn't it? Well, I, right now I'm looking at film on one of them, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll go down and, and watch uh, both of them today and then figure out who we're playing. But, you know, we played MICDS a few years back. If you remember, we had a two-game series with them, home and away, and uh, we won both of those. But they're, they're a tremendously uh, uh, well-coached football team, uh, very disciplined. They're a very good football team. Hazelwood East is, uh, you know, they're, they're only about five years or six years removed from being 5A state champs. If memory serves me right, Mark, wasn't that last MICDS game like 800 degrees on the turf that day? It was absolutely the hottest game I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it, it's the only game, Chris, in, in all my years that I spent no time coaching at halftime and all the time trying to get kids hydrated and cooled down. That's what I thought. I, I, I vaguely remember just feeling like my shoes had melted that game. So obviously you do have some history there. Uh, your kids are just playing fantastic football right now, and I think that's a credit to you and to them. Uh, it's the, 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 the meteoric rise from last year, just in terms of attitude and business-like mentality, has been phenomenal. And, and that goes beyond football, Mark. That's something you're going to leave them with for the rest of your, their lives, which I have to imagine in this final season for you makes this this run in particular, regardless of how it ends, particularly gratifying. No question about it. You know, uh, two years ago, you go down there, we got beat in the quarterfinals uh, with a great senior class, you know, uh, Shamar Griffith and those kids, uh, uh, you know, were great leaders. And last year, you know, we, it, 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 you said it was, a, it was a growing year for us. You know, and, and this year our kids have really taken to heart the things we're teaching and the things we're asking them to do. And, and it's absolutely right that, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that the things we teach them, the things that we're talking about on a daily basis is going to help them in life and not just in football. And we think it's going to. Is there one moment that's kind of crystallized that for you, Mark, when you looked up and said, man, we, we've come a long way as kids, not just, you know, and as a team from last year? Well, I think it's the way they handle adversity. Uh, you know, uh, everybody can be uh, good when everything goes their way. Uh, I think uh, this this team has responded in an appropriate manner when things have gone their way, and they've, looked, they've responded when things didn't go their way. And I think that's the thing I'm most proud of is, you know, we had some we had three touchdowns called back last night. Um, you know, three three long touchdowns called back, and then you know we had a fumble, uh, but you didn't see our kids doing anything except for responding and getting ready to play the next play. And I think that. That, that makes me more proud than anything else. I want to touch on that vibe as well, but I want to spin it forward a little bit. I know Jerry McBride was a heck of a football player for you when he played for you. He was young and at times a little bit immature, but to see him doing press conferences at Bowling Green as a starting cornerback for them and to, to handle himself in that atmosphere after losses with such class and dignity and, and the kind of things that you helped impart to him, to see that growth process beyond your football program, what does that mean to you, Mark? Oh, it means a lot. In fact, uh, funny you bring his name up, but at 7.15 yesterday morning, Jerry called me. He said, Coach, I'm getting ready to go through walkthroughs. I just want to tell you good luck, and I appreciate everything you did. 
And, uh, you know, it's just good to hear kids, uh, you know, uh, call and, and, and continue to be a part of our program. And he's over there in Bowling Green State. He, he's, he's playing well. Uh, they're not doing great as a team, but you can tell he's really matured as a kid and a leader. And, and uh, you know, I've seen those interviews, too, and uh, they're really proud of a kid that's uh, you'll come a long way. That is the legacy Mark St. Clair has helped leave, and I, I know the the process isn't done, but you should be rightly proud of what you've built and the, the lives you've impacted, my friend. Go get yourself another win next Saturday. Travel safe today, and congratulations on a huge win last night. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Will do, and that's it for the Saturday Morning Ticket. We'll be right here next Saturday, hopefully talking about a few more quarterfinal wins. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.